Okay, I guess I am on. There we go. Welcome into the Patrick Johnson Show. Balling out of control right now. A little technical difficulties, but that's okay. Um, a few modern news around sports right now. Not the biggest sport today. Um, when a Baker Mayfield press conference with the Panthers, obviously that would be a big deal any day, but when that's the biggest news of the day, that's when you know we're really struggling when it comes to sports. I wouldn't say that. you got a new quarterback. I- a quarterback I, in a new market you, in their press conference in in July is I mean I feel like that's kind of that's kind of normal. I'm saying this time I'm here. saying any other month. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it's not as big of a deal. I mean it kind of is, but it's not the biggest news of the day. Nonetheless, do have a few minor things around the state here. Uh, let's start with ECU related news here. Harold Varner the third getting ready for the Open Championship this weekend, and a pretty good group here, uh, a feature group I would say. With uh, John Rahm and Jordan Spieth, uh, John Rahm I think is still kind of in his prime. Will you disagree with that, Philip? Still a top level guy. Oh yeah, he is. I believe I'm gonna look at the World Golf Rankings. I think I saw something where it said both the players he's playing with are ranked in the top 12 in the world. Yep, and then Spieth, a guy that's been there, done that, uh, has reached the absolute highs of the sports and for a little bit the absolute lows. But uh, within this past year, or maybe you can argue maybe the past two years, he's been very competitive. A couple top 10 finishes. Won a few events. Jordan Spieth. Uh, getting back to that, uh, not necessarily his prom back in 2015 where he was the face of the sport, but nonetheless a solid competitor, a guy that's competitive and near the top of one of the elite golfers uh, in the world right now. Yeah, so Rom right now, according to the World Golf Rankings, is three. Spieth at 12. You know, Spieth, he's won this tournament, and he's an open champion. Um, John Rom as well, a major champion. So this just is – Really big for what the PGA Tour thinks yep. of Harold Varner III to put him in a group like this. Um, I'm not sure exactly how featured groups are going to work because this is uh, NBC production, so it's going to be Peacock and USA. Yep. Uh, you know, when it's ESPN, they do their, you know, on ESPN Plus, they actually have one, their yeah. featured groups. Yeah. Um, so I don't know exactly how they're going to do that. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how Peacock works, to be completely honest. But the fact that he's in a group like this, this is a group that's going to have a huge following. Um, yeah. among the patrons walking around. So well, yeah, I think HV3 that is alone. huge. Yeah. Outside of the other two guys who are already stars, HV3 has a built-in following just with ECU in general. He does, but you got to think with this being in Scotland, yep. you might not get it as much with HV3 um, over at St. Andrews well, as you would maybe I, you know, somewhere say, in the southeast. I'll say this about HV3. Outside the ECU thing, he's not a household name, obviously, but uh, he's definitely a popular guy on the tour. He's the guy that they're just waiting to win because it seems like, based on everything I've seen when it comes to social media, the broadcast and everything, he's somebody they want to push to the moon as soon as he wins. And uh, the fact he's popular, the fans love him, he's fun, I could definitely see him being that guy. A couple of other pretty interesting groups going on with some legit guys. I'm looking at a group here, Will Zalatoris, Hideki Matsuyama, Tony Finau. That's quite a group right there. Uh, no denying that one. we got Shane Lowry, Justin Thomas, Victor Hoffman, another really good group. And a couple others, Colin, uh, Colin Murakawa, Roy McIlroy, and Xander Schauffele. I wouldn't be surprised if that one might take it all. I mean, that's quite a group. That's probably the strongest group I've seen so far. Uh, you might care to disagree, Philip. I mean, those those guys, all three of those guys are top nine in yeah, the world. I'm absolutely. not going to disagree at all yeah. with that. I was about to say, I mean, that's a little, uh, I don't want to say unfair. I'm not going to sit here crying on air about how there's a, there's a, a, a skill gap there, but... That is a little bit imbalanced, having all those three guys together. I don't know exactly how they seed this, 
or put that together, but you would think they would want it balanced. So what they kind of do is it seems like, um, you know, you either tee off in the morning yep. or the afternoon on Thursday to the opposite Friday. Yep. They try and do, and then you either tee off on the back nine or the front nine one day into the opposite the other day. So what they try and do is have two really big groups with three big-name guys in the morning on Thursday, one that starts on the front nine, one that starts on the back nine, and then same thing in the afternoon, and then all that would obviously be flipped the next day. And I think the reason they do that is that way the fans are scattered well throughout the course. Yeah. And it keeps the course from getting as congested. They're congested around that particular group, yep. but it kind of moves things out. I'm with you. It would be nice sometimes to maybe balance them out a little more. But I think part of that is the TV has so much say in sports Absolutely, this day yeah. and time. And TV likes, oh, hey, we can stick cameras on one group and have one uh, announcer that doesn't is not up in the tower, but it's actually down on the ground yep. with a group and a cameraman so that we are always on this group and we can feel that we can produce the best product off that. So I think the TV networks have a lot to say in that. Yeah, absolutely. Probably so. I, I wouldn't disagree with you there. That makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, obviously, everybody wants to know what Tiger's doing. Tiger is participating in this event with Matthew Fitzpatrick, who I believe has had a couple wins this year, and uh, Max Ama, so, or Oma. So there you go. Do with that what you will. Um, I find it interesting. Not to say Matthew Fitzpatrick's not legit, but I don't really consider him a household name or star yet. Uh, you thought they would probably would have grouped him with bigger guys, but maybe these are guys are trying to push, uh, maybe market a little bit more, and who else to put them with in Tiger if you really want to send somebody to the next level in terms of stardom. I was, I was looking off. You said Matt Fitzpatrick is with Tiger? Yep. Yeah, I think the reason they kind of did that, Tiger's a big name, you got to think Matt Fitzpatrick is from England. Yeah, so they're very the loyal, fact yeah. that yeah, there's going to be you know they've got to market the Open slightly different than they do the U.S. tournaments because obviously British people are going to flock a little more to the top British golfers. I mean you know he's he's tenth in the world and I we can't just go solely off world rankings because yeah. you can be really good and not necessarily be a household name. But I would say over there he's probably uh, you know a little more well known than he is. Yeah, in and the I'm States. kind of I'm looking at the field here and all the English golfers. He's definitely the biggest name when it comes to English golfers. So I definitely can see people in the UK or the uh, what do you call them Brits? The Brits really rallying rallying around this fellow. So this old chap. So hey, you like what I did there? There you go. <laughs> uh, moving on, a couple other uh, interesting notes here. Carolina Hurricanes uh, taking an interesting approach to free agency, letting uh, TDA walk. Obviously, Ian Cole isn't sticking around. I'll let you uh, do your research on that one. I'm not commenting on that matter. But they uh, had, Is he not sticking around or is she not sticking oh, around? Oh, here we go. Well, probably both, Philip. Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> but they have extended qualifying offers to some guys that did play last year that I don't want, I wouldn't say they're crucial pieces, but they're solid depth guys. Uh, Marty Natchez, uh, Ethan Bear, Stephen Lawrence. Those are kind of the biggest names on the list. The rest are just a couple of HL guys. I know Joey Keene's on that list. A guy that Phillip's really high on. Um, yeah, that pretty much leave it at that. Extended qualifying offers, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to sign. just means they're a restricted free agent for another day, pretty much. That's all there is to it. A um, couple of other interesting notes or things we got planned. Feel free to time in, chime in on our Twitter, at 943thegame. I apologize to Steve Hill at ECU Uberlift on our Twitter. He commented on Friday when we did our Free Ball Friday and did the uh, best athlete or the funniest athlete names in the history of sports. And his pick at the beginning was Rusty Koontz. 
But I didn't. I believe I don't think he made it past the first round on our ballot. I don't think he did. Yeah, but he says he was the best ever. Then earlier he changed his mind and said Dick Trickle's the champ. Maybe Steve's the oracle here because that's exactly who our champ was, Dick Trickle. So yeah, feel free to chime in anytime at nine four three the game at our Twitter if you want to contribute to the show and you you will get a shout out. We'll we'll just leave it at that. Barring you don't say anything stupid. Yeah, yeah. Come on, don't criticize me. I'm a star around here. Oh goodness, oh no! <laughs> Please criticize them. In in other news, um, as far as uh, I guess there's still a NASCAR fan base here in Greenville. I hope I'm not the only one. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Twenty three eleven racing. That is the team owned by Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan announced that they will add Tyler Reddick to their lineup. Not next year, but in 2024. So he will still run for Richard Childress Racing, the same team that uh, the late great Dale Earnhardt ran for for the remainder of this season, season as well as next season. Um, not really sure what that means. Will they find a third charter? Is this a little foreshadowing that Kurt Busch will be retiring at the end of next season? Is I believe Kurt Busch is the oldest full-time driver. Yeah, uh, moving on to more of this Baker Mayfield and Panthers news here. We do have a Twitter poll up. Uh, Scott Fitterer made some interesting comments earlier today. I don't believe we have the audio for this, but he did say that the Panthers do have an open competition going on at the quarterback position, and most people dismiss that saying that he has to say that. Um, Sure, yeah, but we all know this is pretty much Baker's job. I've heard people throwing around the fact that this is Sam Darnold's job to lose. He already lost it. I mean, that's that's out the window at this point. Um, He said it's an open competition. It's a very healthy situation. Uh, it doesn't matter what he's done in the past when it comes to Baker Mayfield. It's more about what he's going to do in the future. Everybody went to bat for Baker and the Panthers organization. Uh, well, we have the evidence to the contrary here when it comes to Robbie Anderson and uh, what's his name? The Ben McAdoo, um, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers, have said uh, evidence to the contrary when it comes to Baker Mayfield. Nonetheless, they're looking for a healthy quarterback competition between Baker, Darnold, and they threw in Matt Corral there. So they do have a lot of hope for Matt Corral. Obviously not as a year one or a year two starter, but maybe down the line. And I think that's pretty encouraging. Yeah, no, I do. Um, I believe that you know you don't trade up and draft a guy in the third round if you don't believe in him. Yep. But you know a lot of people are saying, I think you kind of included. Well, Will Greer. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, that was that was a dumb move. But. Um, a lot of people are saying, you know, there is no quarterback competition. It's it's clearly Baker's job. Here's the thing. Here's how coaches think. They view it as nobody's the starter until they've earned the right to start. And in their eyes, there's not a single guy in that quarterback room who has done enough as a Carolina Panther starter. That's fair. Or as yeah. a Carolina Panther player in practice or anywhere to be the, the starter. So guy, that yeah. is why it is an open competition. You know, whether we want to agree with it or disagree with it, that's their mindset. That's the reason they say these things. And um, that's why it's currently an open competition. I don't think it'll be open long, but that's yep. what that's what their viewer view is on it. Yeah, well, we already heard that in minicamp, Sam Darnold was really struggling um, after like one day of a pretty good outing. Then he just completely imploded. And that probably what prompted the move here. And I didn't hear a lot of great things from Matt Corral really setting himself apart. Seem pretty neck and neck between him and Darnold. Um, but that leads us to our Twitter poll for today based on Scott Fitter's comment about it's an open quarterback competition with the Panthers. We asked, do you believe the Panthers have an open competition at quarterback like Scott Fitterer claimed today? The options are yes, Darnold starts week one. No, it's Baker's job. Or it could be Matt Corral or somebody else's. So far, people have chimed in. And leading the way of 94.1% of the votes, no, it's Baker's job. There is no quarterback competition. Baker's the guy. 
Uh, 0% on Darnold. Nobody's going in on Darnold, which I find funny, but it's still early in the poll. Nobody likes Mono Man Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mono Man uh, Casper. Um, and then you got Matt Corral or other with 5.9% of the votes. What I, I find that a little surprising, just a little bit, but it's only 6%. So not it's that probably one of our 18 yeah, votes. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We just started it. Feel free to chime in. I know four through the game or vote in our Twitter poll. In the meantime, coming up, we'll bring you audio from that press conference earlier today. Baker Mayfield's comments said a lot of interesting things pertaining to Cleveland. That matchup in week one, uh, coming to Carolina, had a lot of great things to say. Uh, meeting with his teammates, all that and more coming up here. On the other side of this quick timeout on the Patrick Johnson Show. Ooh, yeah. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-807-1981 800-807-1981 800-807-1981 that's 800-807-1981 if you live in eastern north carolina then you know it's the best boating in the world right here why not have the exact boat you want now you can customize and design your own boat with pair customs in washington pair customs builds pair custom boats you can customize your boat with no more and no less of what you want and how you want it built pair customs builds six different models from 21 to 27 feet brian pair and his team will build your boat the exact way you want it with superb craftsmanship t-tops towers no tops front seats back seats no seats no problem want a specialized top for cobia fishing or sight casting no problem your family will love your new pair custom boat made by pair customs in washington check out pairmarine.com or come see them at 106 tar heel drive in washington pair customs dedicated to building a superior product at an affordable price if you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 
That's 800-395-7074. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game. The There we go. Welcome back into the Patrick Johnson Show. Never sounded better. Uh, a quick update on Harold Varner III in the Open Championship this weekend. He is featured. He's going to be featured on Peacock with uh, those other two chuckle nuts. Oh, John I forgot. Rom, yeah, I, I did forget Pete. to mention this. His tee time for tomorrow is 10, 10 a.m. Eastern and uh, – or not tomorrow, it's Thursday and Stepping then Friday. Stepping on my toes here, Philip. Well, we didn't get into it. That's and, my whole point. Oh, you were going to make that. I'm sorry. You can tell him the Friday tee time then. Jesus. No, I'm just messing around, Phil. Go ahead and finish it. Uh, like five o'clock in the morning or five oh five. So if you want to get up, he'll be up. He'll be off very early. Yeah, I mean before you go to work, there you go. Get you set for the day. Get your coffee ready. Um, yeah, get into this Baker Mayfield news here or the uh, sound from earlier today. Um, we start off with Baker Mayfield saying no animosity towards Cleveland whatsoever. You know, for me, it was it was about the next steps forward. Um, and, and finding a new place somewhere that wanted me, somewhere that, um, you know, that I, w- I would be able to go in and compete and have a fresh start somewhere. So that, that's that's where that all came from. Uh, not a very easy past couple of months in, in terms of negotiating and, and trying to come down to that number. It wasn't the uh, original number, but I let uh, the people that handle that stuff for a living take care of that. And I was just working on, you know, becoming more healthy, just working out and, and grinding. Look, um, you know, a lot of people, I even saw it on Twitter by some pretty credible people that are, like, high up in the NFL world saying that they were expecting a complete medical, media spectacle when it came to Baker Mayfield in this press conference. But all in all, seems like he handled himself pretty well. Now the Baker we've seen in the past that we're used to in the progressive commercials are coming out and making silly comments or controversial comments. Played the straight man, looked like a leader, and it was kind of the like opposite of everything we heard about him in Cleveland. Um, reports came out that uh, people said that he divided the locker room in Cleveland, and a lot of people were not on board with Baker Mayfield as a leader, as well as saying that uh, it was leaked that an executive within the Cleveland Browns organization said they wanted a leader at the quarterback position, so they went out and got a molester. That tells you all you need to know about that organization, complete train wreck. Even when they like load up on talent, they're never going to win a Super Bowl. I'm saying it right now. They're not winning a Super Bowl within 10 years. Yeah, I think there's clearly issues yeah. in that Cleveland organization. It's beyond you know, big. And we we all like to we all like to bag on Cleveland. We always have oh Cleveland's never won a Super Bowl. I think Bowl, this da, da, da. one's But though. but no. So here's my thing: the old Cleveland Browns, yes, they that are now the Baltimore Ravens, never won a Super Bowl. But they were very good prior to the Super Bowl or once NFL championships. And during the Boney Cozart days, they were darn good. They just couldn't beat Elway. Yeah. But this new Cleveland Browns organization. As he mentioned at one other part in his press conference, he's had four different offensive schemes to learn in four years. Uh, remember Chizinski, who was our offensive coordinator? Yep. He goes there for one year, goes 3-13, and 13 and they fire him. There's been so much turnover. That is the worst-ran organization by far, maybe in all of major American sports. Absolutely. I don't and, think it's a debate. You know, and I'm not saying Baker's totally innocent in all this. I really don't think you know that he is, but... I think we can't point all the fingers at Baker because 
there's been a lot of people go to Cleveland to fail. I mean, you know, what's the old joke? It's like Cleveland, where careers go to die. Yeah. I mean, it just That's happens. Where Jake Gallum went. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, the only guy other than Baker that has been halfway decent as a Cleveland Brown since they re- entered the league in I 2002 know going. Yeah. is our boy Derek freaking Anderson. Yeah, backup quarterback Derek Anderson. I, easily the GOAT when it comes to backup quarterbacks for the Panthers organization. I think there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, every time that we, uh, every time Cam, you know, got in a car accident or got hurt doing dumb stuff because it always seemed like it was off the field crap, they yeah. called DA in to win. He yeah. won. It wasn't always pretty, but at the end of the day, in the in the record book, it was a win. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, my 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 thing with Cleveland is I thought the writing was on the wall early when they were trying this rebuild. They 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 they're embracing a full rebuild, and then they bring in a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. That's the guy that you bring in when you're trying to win a Super Bowl and you need another piece at the receiver position. He's not a guy when you're trying to rebuild your culture and your locker room and your organization. That just screamed like issues for me. And I, obviously, we saw issues with Baker and Odell Beckham. Um, they just don't make smart football decisions whatsoever, and that was Exhibit A for me. Nothing against Odell Beckham as a player. He's just not a guy you bring in for a rebuild, much like with this Panthers organization. You don't bring in a Robbie Anderson for a rebuild. That's not the kind of guy you want. No. Yeah. O- OBJ was a perfect fit in L.A. Yeah. Where everything was already going good. Yeah. But, uh, no, going back to this Baker thing, though, you know, he said there's, you know, no animosity towards Cleveland. Um, I don't believe I think, it. I, I, I don't <laughs> totally buy yeah. it. But there was a time, and we don't know who threw the first punch, for lack of a better term, but there was a time where it was all like Baker wants out. You know, I don't know what was going on behind closed doors. Maybe they were, you know, kind of trying to push him out. So, you know, maybe he did start this. And maybe, you know, maybe it is all Baker's fault. Who knows? But at the end of the day, like we said, it's a crappily ran organization. And, you know, if he has animosity towards that organization, who cares? You know, it's not like, you know, and I'm not trying to say, like, I don't care about this guy's relationships with certain players and all that, but from an organizational standpoint, you know, this isn't, as much as I hate him, the New York Yankees where it's this, you know, very well-ran, you know, Steinbrunner way that it's always been. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, what does it matter? And I think he kind of went into that later, like – He's like, I'm a Panther now. Yep. You know, what is it? You know, I did the, like you know, that, too. Yeah. yeah. It's like the past is the past, and the future is important, but really what's important is the the here and now, even more so than the future. It's kind of the vibe he gave throughout the whole thing, and uh, I like where his head's at. Yeah, before we get into this next clip, I think it's a nice breath of fresh air when it comes to the quarterback position since, uh, since Cam with the Panthers. All these guys that we've seen in press conferences don't seem very competitive. Sometimes you question whether they believe in themselves when it comes to Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater. They're the nice guy, the straight man. You don't really see a competitive nature in them. They just don't seem legit. They don't look the part. At least Baker does. He's conducting himself very well while also being competitive, and I really respect that. And it seems like he's not necessarily making himself a priority. He doesn't want to be the star here. It's all about the team and winning. And I think that's exactly what he needs if he's trying to revitalize his career with the Carolina Panthers. Which leads us to our uh, next uh, cut here. Um, he talked about that he's not a me guy. It's all about the team. Uh, cut for Noah. You know, for me, it was it was about the next steps forward um, and, and finding a new place, somewhere that wanted me, somewhere that uh, you know that I, w- I would be able to go in and compete and have a fresh start somewhere. So that that's that's where that all came from. 
uh, not a very easy past couple of months in terms of negotiating and, and trying to come down to that number. It wasn't the uh, original number, but I, I let uh, the people that handle that stuff for a living take care of that. And I was just working on, you know, becoming more healthy, just working out and, and grinding. I feel like we just heard this earlier, didn't we? Is that the same cut? Uh, I, I, it sounded like the same no, cut. No, that was about the – he was talking about – Oh, it's oh, all good. Okay. No, it's all good. good. Yeah, yeah, you can play the right board. one. Yeah. You know what? Cleveland's a special place, and there's there's teammates and friendships and bonds that uh, we all contributed to that that special run and to to help turn that around. There's guys that lifelong friendships that I'll have um, that are that are very special to me, near and dear to Emily and I, that uh, we'll we'll never forget about. Um, but. It's. I'm never a, a me guy. I'm a, I'm a team first win guy, and uh, we had we had a good time there. And you know, I'm looking forward to being able to contribute with Carolina now. I think we get into a bad habit when it comes to athletes nowadays, where we uh, mistake confidence and cockiness for competitive nature and competitiveness. And I think Baker, yes, early on was very cocky, but later on, I saw a lot of competitive nature in him. Kind of took a step back. Was willing to be a leader. Um, just things didn't work out when it came to injuries and within the organization, like you said, four different offensive coordinators since he's been there. What is this, year five for him? Yeah, this is his fifth year in this yeah. fifth different offensive yeah. system. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just things he can't control. And uh, I go back to Steve here on Twitter, and I kind of dismiss this comment about him comparing him to Darnold just because talent-wise, I don't think they're close. I think Mayfield is miles ahead of, of Sam Darnold. But, yes, when you look at the situations, absolutely – um, Baker was in a different situation with better players, but there's a lot of parallels when it comes to the fact that a lot of coordinators, a lot of turnaround within the, uh, the higher-ups and within the uh, coordinator and head coaching position uh, that they have a lot of similar similarities with. But yes, I, let's not get in, buy into the fact um, that Baker is cocky more so that he's competitive, and that's what I'm taking away from this. I like the fact that he says he's willing to do what it takes to win for this team. And I wonder if some of that comes from, and this is something that we were going to play when it, when it talked about the. He talked about it when he was asked about the number six and him and Johnny Hecker, and he kind of went back to how he got that number. Um, yep. They gave it to him at Texas Tech when he was a walk-on. Yeah, you know, we were going to play that. Uh, we were going to play that cut, but Ben overruled me, and we never got that one. Ben yeah, said, "Oh, right. we don't need to hear about Johnny Hecker." I don't punter. need to hear about Texas Tech and the punt. But the point is, is you know that everything that he came on from being a walk-on because he talked about you know that number was kind of something I was given when I wasn't the best place, and you know he's yep. turned it into a a spot where that is a positive thing now. Yep. And um, I think it speaks a lot about how he really is about the team and willing to turn around and what he did to really kind of put that Oklahoma team back on the map. I mean, they have been solid, but really since Sam Bradford had been there, they had not been, you know, it's like they had not been top five. You know, he was the one, you know, putting the college football playoff conversation when he got picked up by Oklahoma. So, um, he he's done it before, yeah. And you know, we we keep talking about how bad of an organization the Cleveland Browns is. Well, the new Cleveland Browns organization, there's been one man quarterback them to a playoff win. That's him. It's Baker Mayfield. That's more than you could say for Dak Prescott, who people love, which I don't understand. Who's I, in a? I well, bet, we can I, talk about that organization. Yeah, I, we're not going to get that, but I, we can agree. Prescott was in a better situation. Oh, he's Baker in a much Mayfield. better situation, yeah. but. Yeah. Uh, 
He still, they still, both of them still have some high up issues oh, yeah, that are absolutely. clearly. Yeah. I mean, it, speak no further than Jerry Jones firing Jimmy Johnson after winning back to back Super Bowls. Uh, yeah. and that, that tells you all you need to well, know right there. Let's about not what's going harp on, on the Cowboys. Years ago, but I know. Yeah, hey, man, I was, I'm trying to, I'm trying to connect with the Cowboys fans. They like to talk about what happened 30 years I ago. Say screw them. <laughs> 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 Moving on, get cut three already, Noah. Uh, he talked about uh, this is kind of a parallel to the comment that was just made. Uh, he talked about he's not a me guy. He's want to be a leader. Do what it takes to win. He also talked about what his role is going to be on this team as a Carolina Panther. Cut three, Noah. I'm happy to be in, in Carolina. Is this, you know, I feel like the team's very close to being really, really good. We just have to put the pieces together and come together as a team. And um, however that happens, you know, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to, you know, fill whatever role is to be expected of me and be a great leader and a great teammate. I think this is a good time to take a quick timeout. More on Baker Mayfield, but just a quick comment on that. Yeah, just further showing leadership. Uh, he's willing to take a step back, be a leader. Uh, this is the exact opposite of everything we heard about him in Cleveland. And I think that's a good sign. Also, the fact that people were pressuring him to kind of have this big media spectacle and he didn't buy in was great. No, keep the music up, Noah. That's fine. That's all right, buddy. Um, yeah, more on Baker Mayfield from his latest press conference earlier today on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Patrick Johnson show is coming up on your flagship home of pirate football 94.3 the game Matt Murchison here at Greenville Nissan. I'm along with Scotty Turner. And we got a star. And that's that all-new Nissan Pathfinder. It's amazing technology. Totally redesigned. Has a great V6 twin-turbo engine in it. Awesome ride. Great feel. Comes in available in four-wheel drive as well. Has a panoramic sunroof in it. You have heated and cooled seats, memory seats. A great ride. Again, you can fit seven adults comfortably in this vehicle. It's a great option for a third-row SUV. As Matt's pointing out, the all-new 22 Nissan Pathfinder third-row seat SUV. Great for your family. Folks, this is a great time. If you're looking for a third row seat SUV, we just got a truckload in this weekend. Seven to choose from. We even got that beautiful Boulder Gray yep. uh, Platinum Edition. Yep. We just got that in. Folks, we believe in a transparent transaction with you. We give you the most money we ever, ever have for trade-ins right now. So if you're looking to get rid of your vehicle, your SUV for an updated model, this has all the technology that you need. Check us out at Greenwood Nissan and GreenwoodNissan.com where we drive the service. Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. All loans subject to current credit policy of Time Financing Service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash in most circumstances, exceptions may apply. Looking to get engaged? Now is the time during Bailey's Fine Jewelry's spectacular engagement ring blowout. This once-a-year event is happening July 16th, 23rd at all Bailey's locations. An expensive selection of engagement rings, loose diamonds, mountings, and wedding bands. Up to 60% off in Raleigh, Rocky Mount, and Greenville. Engagement rings near cost, at cost, even below cost. Bailey's Engagement Ring Blowout, July 16th through 23rd. Visit BaileyBox.com. At the Vidant Wellness Centers, happy starts with healthy. And we all need a little happy and a lot of healthy. 
That's why we offer exercise equipment and classes. I know. They're into pools and personal training, too. And more wellness services. Like nutrition and yoga. With no annual commitments or hidden fees. Zip, zilch, nada. Because here, it's more than a gym membership. It's a happy, healthy relationship. Sign up today at VidantWellnessCenter.com and... Don't forget to bring a friend. <laughs> Hello, this is Sergeant Brad Taylor with the North Carolina State Highway Patrol. Have you ever thought about a career as a North Carolina State Trooper? We are currently looking to fill positions across the state, and your career could start with training as a part of the 158th or 159th Basic Patrol Schools beginning in early 2023. With competitive pay, great benefits, and having a daily positive impact on your community, now is the time to make the change. Find out more by visiting www.ncdps.gov or contact the local District Highway Patrol office in your area. Thank you and have a safe day. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. Well, the drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Welcome back into the Pack Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Barnes filling in for the P-Man. Phil, the ref, Hilkington, alongside me. I got some news earlier today. The P-Man will be back all of next week. So look forward to that. If you completely hate our show and we're hosting, we'll get a sense of professionalism and normalcy coming back next week with Patrick Johnson. Got some big guests in store. Told me Muggsy Bokes. Wow, on the that's show. big. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, well, not big. It's it's small. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's big for us. Hey, sometimes big things come in small packages. I guess so. Yeah, tell the ladies that. Anyways, uh, also, wow, Ben, <laughs> wow. Come on, you could have just let that sit. <laughs> you had to just acknowledge it. Yes, but, uh, I did. Yeah, intern Noah on the ones and twos producing his first day producing. I'm so proud of him. He's doing so well. Got intern Abby, our video choreographer here, doing great, looking great. Um, but getting back to this uh, press conference with uh, Baker Mayfield, now we're going to get a little bit more to the ins and outs of how the offseason went, how everything went down with the Browns, the pay cut, how did that come about? That was insane Fitterer was able to pull that off. I've been very critical of Fitterer during his run with the Panthers, especially when it comes to the unnecessary trades that people blowed their load over. But, yeah, uh, Fitterer, great move on his part. We're paying next to nothing for Baker and gave up next to nothing for Baker. Uh, I believe it's a fifth-round pick right now that could be a fourth, depending on how well he plays with the Panthers. If he plays 70% of the snaps, it's a fourth. There you go. If so not, it's it's, a it's fifth. probably going to be a fourth, barring any kind of injury. Let's pray it's a fourth. Yeah, yeah. let's hope, because we don't want to go down to Donald or Corral, who I think is not going to be ready until year three or four. But, what uh, about but, our boy P.J. Walker? Come on. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's undefeated with the Panthers right now, so 2-0. Never lost. Yeah, I think – has he ever threw a touchdown pass to the Panthers? Maybe one or two, despite having five interceptions? The game in which he played against the Lions two years ago, he did not. Yeah. I, I don't, don't think, think he's he ever had against, a touchdown he pass. He maybe did against the Cardinals. I don't remember. Maybe. May, did, Probably not. Did Cam receive one from him? Was that the big deal? Maybe. Did Cam get a receiving touchdown in that game? Oh, maybe that's right. I'm back! That clown, I'm glad he's yeah. gone. But As he gets popped for a 15-yard penalty for taking <laughs> his helmet off in the end zone. What, what a moron. Yeah. Glad, he's, glad we're done with that. Baker Mayfield's the truth now. We're moving on. That's our guy. But yeah, let's get right into it. Getting right back to uh, this press conference. He talked about taking that pay cut, how that came about, and how he's kind of accepted that. You know, I, I think... You know, that's why it was surprising for everybody. Um, pretty unexpected, but 
you know, if, I, if I'm focused on the past, then I'm not doing my job and, you know, being a Carolina Panther now. So I'm, like I said, I'm grateful for my time there. Uh, yeah, shocked. I'd say it was, you know, pretty much the only way to describe it, but you roll with the punches and you got to move forward. You know, this is a, a test of adversity and how I'm going to handle it and how I can move forward and be the best teammate possible with, with our new home. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Was that, was that cut six, Noah? Either way, talk about how the offseason went with the Browns, and he was shocked about the trade. And uh, who could blame him? Uh, they paid Deshaun Watson. I believe he's the highest-paid quarterback in the league now, if not top three for sure. I think he's the highest-paid player in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we weren't really hearing about the Browns being in the sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson. Kind of the uh, the uh, team that kind of threw themselves in there late, and it looked like it was going to be a done deal was the Atlanta Falcons, which came out of nowhere. And the Panthers were obviously heavily involved. Then when the Browns came around, it was like, wow, where did this money come from? How were they able to get them? And then we found out they gave out the bank for them, gave out their, like a whole draft for them, a couple first. So, yeah, it made sense. But nonetheless, a shocker for a team that I wouldn't say is a contender, but a perennial, perennial playoff team or getting to that point. Um, we didn't expect Deshaun Watson to be in that race, and that had to be a sh- shock for Baker just because um, – He's a guy that got you to a playoff. He's the number one guy you can look to and say, he brought this organization back and got them into the playoffs, did something nobody could do with, what, within 30 years? He was the guy to do it and beat the Steelers out of all teams on the road. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, you'd think that would warn him another one or two years, but I guess not. I don't blame him for having any animosity. doesn't sound like it, and I – I, I like the fact that he's being cordial about it, not acknowledging it, and just ready to move forward. But, yeah, I'm with him there. It was, definitely was a shock. Yeah, I think it wasn't a shock once they traded for Deshaun. Yep. It was a shock that they traded for Deshaun. Yeah. Especially because, like you said, they're not a perennial contender. It's not like they're a quarterback away. Like, I am so against teams giving up draft picks upon draft picks for one player. Yeah. The one exception to that was the Los Angeles Rams last year for Matthew Stafford. And it worked out, yeah. They were a quarterback away. I don't think the Browns are. Um, that was actually one of the positions I thought they were most secure at. Yeah. Um, Maybe running back. Yeah, 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 running back for sure. I yeah. mean, heck, they were throwing out guys we've never heard of and running well. Yep. Uh, offensive line was pretty good. Um, but – I guess I'm trying to get a little sidetracked when we were talking about their position group. Sorry. Yep. Uh, where we're going with this was, yeah, I was I was shocked that they ever landed Deshaun. Like I said, I was thinking Atlanta, Carolina, yeah. maybe even Seattle. And to give up that much, like I said, they're not in a position to give up that much. That kind of reminds me of, you know, the Redskins going all after RG3, giving all these picks to the Rams. And obviously, you know, RG3 got hurt. But still, I even think had he not, I thought he was going to be a good yeah. quarterback, but it was going to take a while to build around him without any first-round draft picks for the next, what, half decade, it seemed like. Yeah. And so I think that was the shock, and that's where Baker was shocked. I think, obviously, he knew once that move was made that his time in Cleveland was short. But uh, I think I'm, I'm with him in the fact that I was shocked that the whole summer played out the way it did. Yeah, well, I like your point there. Panicking and trading for a quarterback when you're already somewhat secure of that position – is never the way to go. It only worked out with Matthew Stafford, and that was because there wasn't a sure thing at quarterback with the Rams. Jared Goff clearly wasn't the guy. He's just a guy in this league, a jack. 
That's all he is, Jared Goff. And they had a sure thing at all the other positions. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I have been saying for years that, you know, if Matthew Stafford left Cleveland, he was going to win a Super Bowl in or three years. Detroit. Or left, sorry, left Detroit and went yeah. anywhere but Cleveland, he was going to win a everybody, Super Bowl within Everybody three gets years. the point, yeah. nonetheless. But, yeah. But I like the point you brought up with RG3. They gave up all those assets for RG3. Well, how are you going to build around him? Next thing you know, he gets hurt, has an injury, because he has no offensive line. There you go. I mean, exhibit A right there. The only time I've seen it worked out is with Matthew Stafford, and it wasn't like they freaked out. That's a small organization. And like you said, everything else was shore up. They had, they were a quarterback away. That was one of the legit- – we always hear about teams are a quarterback away. We heard it with the Texans forever. Once they get to Sean Watson – Things are going to be shored up, and they're going to be in the playoffs, and they're going to make a run for something. That wasn't the case because they weren't a shored-up team. They weren't a quarterback away. That was a team that was legit a quarterback away, and you saw them win a Super Bowl. They were a blown 24 nothing yeah. lead away yeah, yeah, from going yeah. to an AFC title game. Yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, that was not a team that was built to win a Super Bowl. The Rams were. Anyways, let's get back to these Baker Mayfield comments. He talked about just how the offseason with the Browns came about in general and how he felt about it just to further the point he had in this previous cut. Cut five, Noah. You know, I, I think, you know, that's why it was surprising for everybody. Um, pretty unexpected. But, you know, if, I, if I'm focused on the past, then I'm not doing my job and, you know, being a Carolina Panther now. So, I'm, like I said, I'm grateful for my time there. Uh, yeah, shocked. I'd say it was, you know, pretty much the only way to describe it. But you roll with the punches and you got to move forward. You know, this is a, a test of adversity and how I'm going to handle it and how I can move forward and be the best teammate possible with, with our new home, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. We just heard that one, but that's all right. Nonetheless, you get the point. That's that's Okay, yeah, play six. Um, he talks about the pay cut. That was him talking about the offseason of the Browns. We heard that twice now. Here's Baker Mayfield talking about the pay cut. You know, for me, it was, it was about the next steps forward um, and, and finding a new place somewhere that wanted me, somewhere that um, – you know that I, w- I would be able to go in and compete and have a fresh start somewhere. So that, that's that's where that all came from. Uh, not a very easy past couple of months in terms of negotiating and, and trying to come down to that number. It wasn't the uh, original number, but I, I let uh, the people that handle that stuff for a living take care of that, and I was just working on, you know, becoming more healthy, just working out and, and grinding. Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, he was shocked by the pay cut. Anyways, looking ahead to the season, um, obviously a big marquee week one matchup as we got a guy playing his former team and the Cleveland Browns uh, in week one. Uh, a lot of interesting matchups in that game. You got Miles Garrett against Icky. That's going to be interesting. We're going to see if we have a legit guy there. Uh, the return of Christian McCaffrey should be interesting. Um, we'll see how short up that Browns defense is to potentially make a run. We'll see if Deshaun Watson plays week one or if there's going to be a year suspension. I'm all on board. Give that guy a year suspension. He's a diddler. Come on. I mean, there's 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 no doubt about it. This guy's got 24 allegations. Like, somebody's got I think he's right. down to two allegations now. Uh, well, he I mean, that's too, too many. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, he's down Either to way, two. that's yeah, still too much. What Too, too many, like you said. But, uh, yeah, let's round it out here. Baker Mayfield looks ahead to his first game with the Carolina Panthers against Cleveland. That's if he is the starter for the Panthers week one which he should be. Cut number two, Noah. You know, anytime you get to put the pads on, you know, for the first time, you know, it's live fire. It's it's always a great time. Obviously, it, it's going to be a special one. It's going to be a home game and, and playing against a former team. Um, you know, a similar situation of what I've gone through in the past been transferring from college to college. So, uh, got to handle it the best way possible. And, you know, my job is to put our team 
best position to win. And however I can help do that, that's, that's what I'm going to do. All in all, I think if you work in the media or if you're a hot take artist or you're looking for the next spicy audio cut or the next spicy video clip, you were severely disappointed with this Baker Mayfield press conference. Not an angry or bitter guy. Had nothing against the organization. Said all the right things. Displayed a lot of leadership. And I think that's what you want if you're a Panthers fan. Not necessarily if you're a media member, though. Yeah, well, if you're a Panthers fan and if you're a Panthers player. Yep. Because um, if he doesn't turn on his past organization, it's going to show more loyalty to you. And there was another part where they literally asked him about what's been said between him and Sam Darnold. That sounds like him and Sam are on a good page, you know, despite yep. both these guys being contract years. The fact that only one of these guys can play, you know, it's not the wide receiver position where you're going to rotate in and out. Um, so I think, yeah, it is, like you said, he's not going to give you the hot takes. Now, does he truly believe this? I don't know. But words go a long way in what you say can really dig yourself a hole, and answering these questions the right way goes a long way, not only with this organization, but, I mean, the bottom line is he's going to be a free agent after this year. Yep. You know, do the Panthers re-sign him? Obviously, only time will tell. But the other 30 organizations in this league, because he's not going to go back to Cleveland, obviously, um, as well as the Carolina Panthers, heard everything he said. So now he looks way more desirable than he did, you know, eight months ago. Well, six months ago, yep. when you know the Browns were saying, "Oh, Baker divides the locker room, and Baker this, and Baker that." Yep. So I think it's important that he has marketed himself very good moving forward. Like I said, not only with the Browns, with his current teammates, but with owners and GMs across this league. Yeah, absolutely. And whether we want to acknowledge it or not, he's trying out for thirty other teams, with the exception of the Browns and the Panthers this year. I mean, this is a prove it year. Or Baker Mayfield. He's not going to be under contract beyond this year. So, yes, he's got to say all the right things, prove that he's a leader, prove that he's matured. But uh, going back to what you said about him and his relationship with Sam Darnold, he did say there was no awkwardness between them. Uh, and just his exact quote here, it's been great. Sam just wants to win. That's just who he is. Our personalities might be different, but that doesn't mean we don't have the same goal. That's to win and help this team out. I'm really looking forward to being in that room with them and just challenging each other. And elevating each other. And I had a funny take earlier today thinking of the car as I was in the Colin Cowherd show. This is a complete nightmare for Colin Cowherd because he was always an anti-Baker guy and a diehard Sam Darnold guy. So if you want to hear Colin Cowherd have a complete meltdown and just, I don't know, his head explode or something on air, tune in at 3 o'clock right here on 94.3 The Game. Colin Cowherd, every single weekday, you can hear him just have a total meltdown with this whole Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold situation. Because let's face it, that's the that's the end of Sam Darnold. No longer going to be a star in this league, except for maybe someone gets hurt and they sign him real quick. Yeah, I, and I would think Garoppolo would be even on that list before yep. Darnold. Yeah. Um, I've wondered, you know, starters playing in the preseason has really dwindled down. Yeah. So speaking of this Colin Cowherd thing, is this going to get to start up in September? Or are we going to get to see a little bit of this in August? Do you think we're going to get to see Sam Darnold and or Baker Mayfield play in the preseason because I wouldn't mind actually seeing these guys get some significant playing time and, and so, duke it out and you know on television my biggest problem last year in the preseason with the Panthers and I think this was heavily mismanaged was the fact Sam Donald barely got any snaps in the preseason I think that was desperately needed considering his age a different situation a different offense and a scheme and he barely played Baker Mayfield I expect him to at least get a drive in every game and then Sam Darnold get a good amount of reps, 
then obviously you got to see what you have, PJ and Matt Corral. But I would love to see for, for them to see them play, and hopefully the organization learn from their mistakes. Baker needs some snaps in the preseason. Nothing crazy, maybe just a scripted open and drive. I'm okay with. That needs to happen. No negotiations about it, especially when he's coming to a new team, and uh, he's coming in just before training camp. That's a guy that needs to get some live reps, some live action in a game. So what you're predicting by that by saying that yep. is Baker will win the job at camp prior oh, to oh, preseason. Games. I think there's no doubt about it. I think there's like a less than 10% chance that Sam Darnold will be the starter week one. I disagree. Okay. Hey, we'll leave it at that. Coming up on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show to wrap it up. All-Star Game Reserves were announced. We'll talk more about that tomorrow as we delve a little bit more into the All-Star Game. But an interesting question was posed on Twitter by Big Game Boomer. Which team from the AAC or just your conference for if you got a team in a particular conference you pull for, what team would you like to see in that conference booted out? So we're going to take a look at the AAC. You know, just have a little bit of fun. Who would we, If there was one school we could kick out, who would it be? Me and Philip debate on the other side. This is a quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show to wrap it up. You know I caught him messing around with another man. Being present and in the moment for family activities wasn't possible because Will Burt was so focused on the constant pain in his leg. My wife likes to take walks. I always kind of dreaded going on walks because they hurt. The boys both play baseball. I coach their teams. I was going to do them and be in pain and be uncomfortable and kind of sacrifice my own health. An old Achilles injury left Will coping with agonizing pain until he discovered the natural biologic treatments at QC Kinetics. No surgery or steroids. The procedure took place in the office and Will walked right out. I feel great. There's no pain. There's no tenderness. Patients like Will are feeling amazing and living their best lives. Ironically, just got off the golf course today, so I think that's a good telltale sign that the Achilles is feeling better. Don't be in pain another day. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-7246. 252-765-PAIN. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Did you know VA provides life insurance to over 5 million veterans, service members, and military families? VA serves a unique population of veterans with service-connected disabilities and transitioning service members. Convenient online services allow you to apply for insurance and manage your policy. Insure the ones you love. Protect those who matter most with VA life insurance. Visit va.gov slash life insurance for more information. Adopt US Kids presents what to expect when you're expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today, I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. 
It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. What's happening? I'll tell you what's happening. Log on to our new website, 943thegame.com, for PJ Shot Podcasts and the latest news on the Pirates. This is happening. Now, back to Patrick Johnson on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. <laughs> Welcome back in to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Byron, Bill the Ref Pilkington alongside me to wrap it up here. And an interesting question posed by Big Game Boomer on Twitter. If you could kick out one school out of your conference, who would it be and why? And obviously our conference is the AAC. So we'll get into it. But first, our Twitter poll, quick update. Do you believe the Panthers have an open competition at quarterback like Scott Fitter acclaimed today in a press conference? The options are yes, Donald may start week one. No, it's Baker's job, or Matt Corral or, or somebody else will be the starter moving forward or compete for that quarterback one spot. 94.7% said no, it's Baker's job. 5.3% said Matt Corral or others. So, yeah, it hasn't changed that much. People are really convinced it's Baker's job. I tend to agree. But uh, moving on to this question here, if you could kick out one school out of your conference, the AAC, who would it be, Philip? I'm going to go Wichita State. Wichita what? Okay, all right. I was thinking more football, but I'll, okay. I'll take the basketball one's fine. So right. here's the reason I said Wichita State. All right. We should have made a requirement. They're, they're a member in more than two sports. Okay, so yeah. Wichita State it is. Yeah. Because yeah. they're a member in every that's sport true. but yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the reason I'm kicking them out. They bring us to an odd number in softball, so we're at seven, so teams have to have a bye. Yeah. Um, they don't have a football team. When we got them, it's because they were a sexy basketball grab, and they have not lived up to that at all. I mean, heck, they don't even make the NCAA tournament anymore. Yep. You know, this, their days of going undefeated and be a one seed are over, and they don't have a football team. You can't respect a school that doesn't have a football team. I don't mind Wichita State just because they're kind of paired out there with Tulsa. Both play basketball. Uh, so it's Tulane and there. SMU and Houston. Yep. They're all out there with Tulsa, too. Well, that, that leaves me at this. Tulsa is mine. Tulsa, I don't think, has a dedicated following when it comes to football. I mean, they're near bottom of attendance when it comes to the conference. And basketball, not much of a contender, not very competitive. There was one year a couple years ago when they won a regular season title. They don't have a lot of postseason success, much like ECU, but at least we have a dedicated fan base. We're good in baseball, and we're starting to get good at football. Tulsa's had its run in football. Even when they're good, the fans are not that dedicated. Don't have a baseball team. Yeah, I just – and Tulsa basketball is worthless. I'm going Tulsa. They're kind of out there by itself in the Midwest over there. Uh, you want to bring up Tulane. I'm still – Tulane's in, in Houston. Houston's on the way out. I was going to say a team that was on its way out, but Tulane's still kind of in the southeast, still somewhat in the east. It makes sense. Tulsa just never appealed to me. It's not even in a big market. Tulsa's not this big, attractive media market. So, yeah, I'm going against Tulsa. 
But that's going to do it for us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. We get into the All-Star game a little bit more tomorrow as the reserves are announced. Look, take a look at it, home run derby, some of the participants maybe, and a little bit more on college football and conference realignment all come your way tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. See ya. When it comes to making plans, you are the best.